Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and this is another episode of the Meat Gistics podcast presented by Walton's Inc. Oh, don't say ink. We dropped presented the ink. by Walton's. Oh man, not ink. Not there. We go. Zero ink. We say Waltons.com. Waltons.com. There you go. Uh, as always, remember to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Like it if you watch it on YouTube. Whatever helps share it, helps spread it. So, all right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. That was it. We're <laughs> Great gone. podcast. We're pretty much gone. No. All right. So we've got uh, another uh, fascinating. Let's try to guess or have Austin guess what sausage this is. This has been great the last few podcasts because today, again, I was before podcast, I about went and asked you like, hey, are we eating today? And then I was like, no, I already know the answer. We are because just like get a look forward to like eating good food at the start of the podcast. Although for the last like three hours, I've been I'm tired and I'm getting hangry <laughs> because I didn't eat lunch because I'm like, I'm going to wait till we get. To podcast time. so normally if, like when i'm haven't been fasting i do not worry about eating something for like before lunch or dinner make meaning like i'm not worried that i'm not going to be hungry because i'm still going to be hungry what was that this is a weird way you're cutting your i didn't want to take take the piece off the fork i don't know right. i'm struggling give it a shot here. yeah when you're talking about fasting you know when i cut weight you know especially when i was on the High school wrestling team. Dude, wrestlers are crazy. I'm just kidding. I was on none of that. I figured I could, no one sees me. I could just kind of you tell them whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Very ambiguous back here. Patrick's all the way down to 145 pounds. I'm not even a person. <laughs> I'm actually a broom. That is interesting. It's really got a a sweetness to it. Yep. I really want to say maple, but I'm probably going to be wrong. <laughs> that's always what you <laughs> I know. Any sweetness. I was like, that's maple. <laughs> just guess. I, I wanted maple recently. I, so I was going to say, I want to say maple, but I know it's not. it's not. I think it's some sort of fruit, but I don't know what it is. Okay. Um, well, you're right. It's a fruit. But Take a guess. It looks like there might be chunks in there, so I'm going apple. Very close. Pear. Pineapple. Oh. Pineapple? So it's pineapple uh, pepper jack cheese. It's good. I just... Yeah, I don't pick up enough of the pineapple to really taste pineapple, to be honest. It's so, very it's delicious. So but. this one is from Cutting Up as well. Um, they were nice enough to donate some brats that we could sell. That's my fat and flavor. Yeah, thing. I'm taking it. Uh, they were nice enough to donate some product that we could sell to people during uh, Brat Fest and then donate all that money. But a health inspector showed up and didn't like the labeling on it, so we weren't able to sell it. So we are eating it and enjoying it. The guy, I even asked him, I was like, could we give it away to customers, like to people here? And he's like, I would not like that. Not on my watch. No. So you actually talked to him? Mm -hmm. Okay. If he doesn't like it, I don't. Oh, he I came up to me shouldn't. first. He yes, came sir. up to me. Did I not tell you how this all went down? No. I was walking in there. I just, I don't remember what I'd done. And this guy comes up to me and literally shows me, gives me a business card and it said like USDA on. He's like, we have to talk. And then he like <laughs> flashed almost like a badge. I was like, all right. And like, I thought maybe he wanted to talk about some meat processing stuff. And then he's like, the bags over there are, you know, I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, you need like. I'm sorry. This is a real, you need a real employee. Exactly. I'm like, you need a Walton or somebody. You don't need me. And luckily, Brett was walking in right then. So, but yeah, I asked him at the end. I was like, hey, what about just giving these away to the people here? And he's like, no, that wouldn't be good. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I don't think that's, yeah. He right. didn't register a ticket, so. Yeah. You still get into scenarios like that when, um, in our world, there's a lot of our customers that deal with USDA inspectors every day. And it, you, you sometimes got to be careful of what someone tells you they want versus what is the rule of the law. I don't think they could tell us, oh, you can't give those away. It's nothing yeah. that says you can't. It's, um, it's but it gave it. sale of meat. It kept them in the building and allowed me to eat them, so I'll thank him for that, actually. <laughs> But yeah, no, he didn't write his ticket, so good by my book. Did we get a good Have, look at that badge? Is, I did. I took a snapshot of oh, it. Oh, did you really? No. Could he write <laughs> us a ticket? I have no idea. I, I, don't, think he, I don't think he can. Awesome. I think all they would do is shut you down. Well, that would be worse. Well, he couldn't shut everything down. He would just shut down the sale of meat entirely, which, great. <laughs> Whatever. 
I don't know. It'd be interesting. To see what other uh, what other weapons do they have in their arsenal? Other than tickets and shutting down, I'd say those are two pretty powerful weapons. Um, all right, totally not related, but sort of related, and definitely not food processing. Sorry, Brett. I got this huge, pa- not huge package, big envelope full of paperwork that had my address on it and another person's name. So interested, I looked at you know the return label, I called it, and it was a family law um, firm. So I'm like, what is going on? So I opened it, and on the inside was also our address with this other person's name. And there was a return envelope in there, and it was this lawyer down in Texas. So I finally got a hold of her. I'm like, what's going on here? Who is this person? We've had identity theft issues in the past. So we're talking more and more, and she uh, is trying to convince me to send the the return them all in the prepaid envelope. And I was like, you know what? Like, if this is some sort of identity theft, whatever, like, what's the difference of me sending it back to it? And it's probably not, but I did, I took pictures of every single page. Like, so I'm keeping those. Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, I don't remember why I brought that up. Okay. Couple other things. Uh, we have a new tool on Meet Justics we can use to, I can give a date range and it will tell me how many posts everybody has. Uh, so in the last, for this month, our heaviest users on Meet Justics have been Processhead, Denny O, Call Doc Today, and C Davis. So congratulations to you guys. What, what are the numbers? Are they like, could you ballpark the amount of posts? Yeah, I can tell you exactly. Processhead had 61 posts. Denny O had 57 and Call Doc and C. Davis had 43 each. Okay. So I was wondering what that was for. I got the invoice <laughs> and yeah. I was like, huh, well, I don't, I'm not really sure what we paid for here, but okay. Well, we've got a budget for upgrades to Majestic. So one of the things we like to do every once in a while is just highlight one of our newer commercial customers. South Canadian Meats is who we chose for this podcast. Uh, they're USDA inspected. They're a beef processing facility in Thomas, Oklahoma, that can do about 200 head of beef a week. They offer custom cut holes, halves, and quarters, as well as high quality retail cuts. Uh, they have some processing dates available now, so you can find them at southcanadianmeats.com or you can just reach out to them. The owner, Rick and Jennifer Payne. Uh, Rick is the owner and CFO, and Jennifer is the owner and the operations manager. So go on over to southcanadianmeats.com if you're anywhere in the Thomas, Oklahoma region and see what they got for you. Now, right in front of us, in front of this delicious sausage, um, we've got a new piston and gasket for the electric stuffer series. The old one, the trench where the gasket went in or the piston where the gasket went into the piston wasn't very deep and the piston wasn't very thick on this we've deepened it and made the the gasket much thicker what we were having somewhat issues with is towards the bottom of the canister there's a little part that kind of flares out just a little bit where they weld on the bottom and if you had cheese in your product that cheese would build up here underneath the gasket And then as soon as it got to that, it would just pop it. And then you'd get meat coming up and over. Uh, It really mostly only happened at the bottom, but it was an annoyance. So we redesigned the gasket and this is working way better. So on all of our new ones, and this does hook up to old ones as well, uh, there will be new pistons and gaskets as well as new motors. I've done a ton of snacks. So if you bought one in the past, you can upgrade to that. Yep. Yep, it it is 100% backwards compatible. Uh, And then we've also got smaller uh, amounts of hickory smoke powder and jalapeno flakes. Uh, Those got discontinued by who we got them from. They didn't want to make smaller packages. So we said, okay, well, we'll make them here. Uh, So we have little jars, plastic jars of the hickory smoke powder and the jalapeno flakes. And we've got what? Wow. I I knew we did this, but it never really hit. <laughs> it never really soaked into my mind until now that we have jalapeno flakes in a smaller container. Now I'm excited because I this is so stupid. I have wanted jalapeno flakes, mm-hmm. and I've knew, known this was coming. Knew we had them. Yeah, you were the reason we did this. I know, and it just took this long <laughs> for me to actually realize like we actually have these. We've had them for weeks. I know. I'm very disappointed. I'm taking some home today. Okay, there you go. You can take that one home. 
I'm taking that one. There you go. And then we also have the most valuable substance per ounce that I'm aware of, which is celery juice powder. Mm. Uh, We have them in little five ounce containers. So if anyone wants to try naturally cured bacon, sausage, anything like that, celery juice powder has curative properties. Um, It is a nitrite. It is just nitrite from a root vegetable, which is celery juice. Uh, Somebody came in recently, was talking to Flip and I, uh, Andrew Flippin and I, about uh, beetroot powder, which basically is a sodium erythorbate replacement. So I don't know if we're going to get some samples in of that. Um, But I am going to be, now that we have those smaller amounts, I'm going to make side-by-side batches, one with regular nitrate and one with that, and see what, if any, is the difference. Be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Made pepper stick yesterday. We had to test out this piston gasket, and we have two brand new employees. Like, I think they just started Monday. No, they can't be right. They started sometime last week. What is today? Wednesday? I don't know. I think they started Monday. If not Monday, late last week. Anyways. So I brought them in here and ran them all through um, all the meat processing stuff, or at least the snack stick stuff. And one of them was amazed at the amount of science that goes into sausage. I was like, well... There's a lot of science that goes into snack sticks, summer sausage, you know, smoked sausage. Not really much science that goes into bratwurst. It is grind mixed stuff. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's some. Definitely not as much as the others, but um, still stuff that goes into it. Well, we, you- we, we take out some of the science from uh, our end user and customer by like having prepackaged seasoning. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big part of the science that goes into it is how much of everything should you use? That's the most complicated thing probably on bratwurst. It's just how much salt, how much pepper, how much X, Y, Z additives. So, uh, Patrick, do you want some of this? No. Okay, good. (laughs) So I finally did actually get a, like what looked like a chunk of pineapple. I'm assuming, unless it was just a chunk of fat that tasted like pineapple, but I actually got some pineapple flavor out of it. I'm just, I'm not good at, I don't know. Huh. I think I had, they, they say like your mouth and your nose are like connected. You can't taste without smelling right? type of deal. So I think just because my nose is that bad at smelling, I think I have a hard time picking up flavors at times. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely connected. There's no question about that. Uh, a couple other just little things um, on that Inc. 5000 list of the 5,000 fastest growing companies in the country. Uh, we were actually number two in Wichita. Who do you think number one was? I couldn't find this. I'm just, who do you think it was? Oh, I don't remember. I remember reading. Was it Vornado? No. There's a company I didn't recognize. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but congratulations to us. Uh, we did a very small redesign to the header of Waltons.com. Uh, so if you go there, uh, if you're a commercial customer, there used to be this red little message at the top that said special pricing active or something like that to let you know that you were actually logged into your account. We moved that down in line right next to more. And then we pulled everything way up closer to the top because uh, it was just too spaced out. Austin wanted it all collapsed like that. I pushed back for a while, but now I like it way better. <laughs> so I, he kept showing me Amazon. I'm like, yeah, we're not Amazon. Like that's not, but it is, he's right. It does look better. It's sleeker. It's cleaner. Um, for those of you who may or may not have noticed, our homepage has been fairly boring for a while. Uh, we did this because of something called uh, Google's Core Web Vitals. Uh, in some way, the more stuff you have on your homepage, the lower you're going to score. And Google takes that into account when they point someone to your website or point someone to your competitor's website. They view it as... Uh, Uh, quality of content. Really all it is, is you may see a shift when the website comes up. Some parts of it might shift real quick. They hate that. So I cut out a bunch of stuff uh, to get rid of that. But I'm pretty sure we're ready in the next week or two to get back to a a more normal actual homepage experience and hopefully still retain our excellent scores. I'm worried Austin is taking notes as I'm speaking. What are you writing? Uh, uh, whatever. I'll say it on air. Um, just pulling up the website. Our little favicon, if you know what that is, mm-hmm. it's not working. What do you so, mean? Yeah, it's not working. It's what? it's showing uh our hosting provider instead of us. No. Yeah. Yeah. So probably something in a theme file thing. Or that something. must have happened just today. Yeah, we've looked at that. Yep. 
we had to figure out what a favicon was called. But that was back in like when we were starting Meatgistics. So we're like, I don't know what this little right. button is up here. James did something. I'm James, sure. absolutely, it was James. <laughs> I'll go jump in there right now. Wait, let me bring him on and make him. <laughs> hey, what was this what about? What did you do? <laughs> okay. Um, this, yeah. Have you followed the prisoner escape story at all? Um, the Pennsylvania thing? Yeah, yeah. I've I I got a notification on my phone like a while ago first talking about it and then I got one today that said he was caught. That's all I know. Okay. How long do you think you could make it on the run for like with that many people looking for you? Oh. I personally think I could last forever. What would you because do? Because what's the vibe? What would I do? Yeah. Like, like where would you go? How are you? Bam, you, bust, you just busted out of prison. They're immediately going to they're all your friends and family, all oh, your, yeah, everybody, you, and staking out those houses. You, you can never go see anybody that right. you love or know ever yeah, again. Yeah. But uh, I, so I guess assuming that assuming that I didn't have like my wife and kids, like I could do it. If it was, I would have to go see my wife and kids so I'd get caught. But if it wasn't for that, like you just go go away like go like go live off the land somewhere find a small town that every now and then you have to come in and get some supplies and then you go back and like you just don't stay anywhere civilized breaking to, uh, news austin walton caught within 14 minutes of escaping. <laughs> they get you no problem <laughs> you gotta go rogue man i'm stripping off all of my clothes okay i, <laughs> I don't know why he'd be I am going. I'm just dirt, mud. I mean, predator. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator. They have thermal. They use it on the helicopters. They check out all the wooded area nearby. See what I mean? You he has really brought up. Think yeah, about it. He has brought up taking off his clothes <laughs> in this manhunt many times. Okay, this That's is getting key. scary because la last podcast I was talking about. I'm not going to take my pants <laughs> yeah. off, and now we're talking about taking off our clothes again. But you were talking you about approach, not taking your pants. Are you going to approach a man that has no clothes on? <laughs> no one's coming near you. That's a fair point. <laughs> They're That's gonna a think, fair point. Oh, there's just a rabid guy that lives in the woods by himself. You can have a whole folklore after you. And then, like I said, then about eight years, then you just emerge. And then you're thousands of miles. Like I said, where, where are you going? Appalachia or something like that? Yeah. Just completely. Yeah, just go to the back yeah. mountains. Boom. That'd be it. Okay. Moving on. I actually got two emails from customers or from listeners in the past week or so that I wanted to, to read on here. Uh, this is from Jay Hale from Littleton, Mass. Um, says, listening to the latest podcast, and I think you're confusing the deer disease EHD with chronic wasting disease. EHD is spread by gnats. CWD, chronic wasting disease, is spread by prions in saliva and the like. Both suck, but CWD is the one that's akin to mad cow disease and is far worse. So he said gnats, but I don't think it's gnats. I think it's because gnats don't bite, right? Nice. I mean, that's these little tiny things. I mean, out of, the, out of everything he said, that's the question I might be able to answer. Okay. So, uh, okay. yeah. But Let's go with that. Uh, we appreciate the, the information, Jay. And then another one from Jim Davis. Uh, this was in regards to our manual stuffer and the handle crank thing. So try a half-inch drive flex head ratchet with an 18-millimeter deep socket on your manual sausage stuffer for the grinding leverage. Or for the leverage, he said grinding, but I'm assuming he means stuffing leverage uh, issue you talked about in the last podcast. Not having an angled handle could be an issue. My ratchet is 16 inch long and it seems to work. I'll try it for the reels the next time I use it. So, so I, told, I told you to do that, dude. Why didn't you listen? Okay. Then Austin and I are going to be doing something this year. We'll get it done this year that we're calling <laughs> the wheel of sausage. Well, we are now for sure. <laughs> yeah. If we announced it, we got to do it. Yeah. The so, Walton's Wheel of Sausage. I like, is that, you can't copyright how you say something, right? No. Uh, no. I mean, feel like maybe Steve Urkel? Mm, no. No? Okay. <laughs> so what the plan is, is we're going to get a, not an actual board, we're going to create a uh, spinning wheel <clears throat> app, or we'll use one. And it'll have like snack sticks, summer sausage, bratwurst, blah, 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 blah. It'll spin randomly and it will tell us what we're making. Then we're going to have, depending on what we're making, we will have another wheel for a grinder, another wheel for um, a mixer, another wheel for a stuffer. And I don't know what else we would use. But on some of those, they will be blank. So you have to get a grinder, right? But you might get the number eight kitchen grinder. Then on a stuffer, you might get nothing. Cause, so then you're going to have to use your grinder to stuff. And on mix or mixer, you might get nothing. 
because you can mix with your hands. We're then going, going to make the same exact product and see who makes it better. And how we're going to do this, or one of the things we're going to do with it, is Patrick is going to come up with a quiz, meat processing questions. And separately, Austin and I are both going to take that quiz. If there's 10 questions and I get eight right, I only have two blank spaces that are put on my wheels. If Austin gets two correct, he's going to have eight blank spaces on his wheels. So it's a little bit more knowledge will get you a little bit of a advantage over the other person. It's going to be entertaining. When you first started talking about it, to be honest, I forgot which... I forgot what the, the wheel sausage was. Because yeah, yeah. we've talked about other things. Because we also talked about, I was thinking, was it the uh, like more of the game show thing? I don't remember. Um, this is the game show thing. No, we talked about doing something else. See, this is where I was wrong. Oh, confused. Okay. I don't know. Well, that was Patrick. And we told him not uh, to forget. That was close. Like, we told him not to forget it. If we the loser has to eat something bad mm-hmm. doing like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I keep every time we talk about something, I go, immediately go back to that one uh, because I'm excited to see you eat some crap food. But I'm actually, yeah, nervous yeah. for the whole yeah wheel of sausage thing because it could end up okay if you get a grinder, a mixer, and a stuffer, oh, you're and you get a, get, get good ones. It's gonna yeah. be fine. But yeah, what happens if one of us gets the kitchen grinder and that's it? Yeah, and then you have to try and find a way to make snack sticks off of that, which it can be done. It's going to be very it won't difficult. be fun. Nope. Very difficult. Yeah. It's going to be awesome, like an awesome video, though. It bringing back the whole competition thing. We used to do competition cooking videos, and those were, they were fun. They were a good time. We didn't get the best engagement on it. We definitely did But not. it's, to be honest at this point, it's, it's, we about were also, being, it's about having fun. Our YouTube following was probably like 10,000 at that point. True. If that. So. Is YouTube still our biggest social media? Follower account wise? Yeah. Yes. All right. Austin and I went up to the state fair uh, yesterday. We went with. Yesterday? Was it yesterday? No, it was Monday. It was Monday. You're right. Um, Rained the entire day. Literally the entire Mm, day. Yeah. Uh, But Austin's kids were troopers. There was very little crying. uh, Even through a magic show that I watched 15 seconds of because it was so bad. It was bad. (laughs) Like what? Like the <laughs> I didn't see any magic tricks. All I saw is some weird puppet thing and I was done. Ventriloquism. Oh. <laughs> they were they're doing a trick with like hula hoops where they're like together and then separated, like rings, yeah. but bigger hula hoops. And you could watch her take the hula hoop apart <laughs> and slip other hula hoops oh, into geez. it and then close it back up. Like for, for like my son, who's four years old, he didn't know any better. And you're far enough away that he just thought it was cool. I'm looking at it going, oh, no, this is not this is <laughs> not good. No, it's very possible the show is designed for kids. Oh, it's designed age. for kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The kids had fun. So that was the important. That's thing. all that matters. But the real reason we went up there is we wanted to take a something called the Moo Yu um tour uh basically you know we're in kansas we have a state fair agriculture farming animals like all of that's going to be a huge portion of it uh, and it definitely was so um how long did it take you think an hour not quite Uh, a little less than an hour 45 minutes and then we also went to a a dairy milking expedition i saw you wrote down some notes um so let's let's talk about cows first um So one of the things I wanted to bring up, because I know this is misrepresented a lot. Uh, One of the things I hear from animal activists uh, about cows is that they take the the calf away from the mother the day it's born, and you can hear them screaming to get each other back. And it's only dairy cows that they take the baby away or the calf away right away, because dairy cows are like especially bad mothers. Uh, They are either negligent or they sometimes will intentionally try to injure their own calf. So they take it away for its own protection and neither of them really care. Like they're both fine being away from each other. Uh, A beef cow, on the other hand, uh, they do not want their babies taken away from them. And if that does happen, they will pitch a fit. Uh, But those are taken away much later. Did you, do we want to go back and forth on things you have? Uh, Sure. Yeah. Sorry. I'm kind of like, I was... Brain dead. Yeah. Something there. What food did you guys enjoy at the fair while you were there? Uh, so uh, Drew and Jenny from Jackson's Meat Processing run the the big 
place you get. So I went and just got a double burger from him. I was hoping to see him, but he wasn't he wasn't there when I stopped by. All I ate was deep fried cheese all day. <laughs> I ate fried cheese sticks and then I ate cheese curds. Oh, you had so. you'd already had uh-huh. No, no, you also had a corn dog. No, that was cheese. What? It, it looked like a corn dog. That was just a giant. <laughs> it was just a giant cheese stick. Was that on the menu? Yeah. Oh, okay, so you you wanted that. Yeah, oh, I okay. wanted that. Okay. <laughs> you didn't try. So you didn't even question. You're like, that's a, that's I, for for sure a corn dog. I'm never gonna think. Everybody, think everybody else seconds. there was eating corn dogs. Yeah, that's what Austin. I'm looking forward to. I was even gonna ask. No corn dogs. And He's then. serious about liking cheese more than meat. Boom. Dude, Dude, if there's cheese on the menu, I'm going to eat it. So it was like a giant mozzarella stick, essentially? Yeah. It was as big as a corn dog. (laughs) I'm going to have to find this study. But no, no, no. Listen, there is a study that says eating cheese releases something similar in your brain as like heroin. There Mm. is a correlation. I would believe that. I can't remember exactly what it is, but I'll, I'll find it. We don't have time for it now. So back to the cows. Some of the things I found most interesting. Um, uh, This is a combo of between like stuff we actually heard and some of it was just their like promo material and sign and stuff. But 48 hours from the time a cow is milked until the time it is in the grocery store and you're buying it. Um, That was crazy fast. Yeah. Yeah. One, uh, One of the few foods that is truly all natural no additives no preservatives no nothing that's why the turnaround is so fast they say usually you're like dairy farmers within like 100 miles uh, it's, uh, if you were i don't know if that's entirely accurate that you probably have to have a not. lot of dairy yeah, farms all not. over the place right but uh still 48 hours from cow to grocery store um um 99% of dairy farms are family owned and operated that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Dairy cows drink about a bathtub of water a day. Most of that goes into milk. I think it was like 80% of that gets turned into milk. Yeah. A bathtub full of water. That's insane. That's a lot. Uh, beef cattle is the largest sector in the Kansas ag industry. Um, cows, they can see almost 360 degrees, but the way their eyes are positioned, they like can't see in front of them very well. Easily, yeah. So that they, that's why... Cows always turn, turn their head, head to look at you. Yep. Uh, female is a heifer until either she has had her first calf or is two years old. Um, Kansas is third in the nation for cattle production. I'm assuming Oklahoma number one. Texas is number one. I would. Texas I think, is so big. I think we've looked at this before, and I think it's something we don't expect. We have to look this up now. Yeah. Uh, States. So while John's looking at that, the last thing I I, I wish they would have. No, talk- you're right. It was definitely Texas, Texas, okay. Oklahoma, Missouri, Nebraska, South Dakota, Kansas. So we are not third. Well, according to the Kansas State Fair, we are third. So well, you know. also call <clears throat> call something the Arkansas River when it's clearly the Arkansas <laughs> River. So I don't know how much I'm believing you. We state. should take an official poll of our customers and see. Who thinks it's the Arkansas oh, River or the Arkansas River? I will do a social media post tomorrow on that, 100%. I'm game. It's only people in Kansas who think it's the Arkansas River. All right. Most, um, most people that are going to chime in and care, though, are going to be, be from Kansas. Yeah. Right. Uh, the cow, a cow's udder can weigh over 30 extra pounds in the morning before milking. That was insane. It's like, although I don't know. I mean, dairy cow is also, they're also big. Yeah. I look at it and I'm like, just to have like... All of a sudden, like that much more weight on you. Yeah, they, every one time is insane. They also sanitize the teats before they put the milking claw thing on it. Um, for I was pretty positive that cows had six udders, not four. So I was wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, never thought about it. Um, we missed like the first like two minutes of the dairy demonstration. Yeah. So I want to know if they if they talked about this, but on their promo material for it. Uh, they said cows that are handled, touched, and talked to regularly produce a higher yield of milk. Mm-hmm. We've covered that before, like ha- the, the whole happy cow thing. Mm-hmm. They do produce a better product. So in like a dairy farm, do they like play music? I don't know. Like- 
I mean, but it does make sense, right? Like when we're slaughtering pigs or whatever, we're trying to keep them as calm as possible because mm-hmm. any agitation screws up the meat. Same kind of vibe, right? Yeah, it's interesting. Now, do you know what beef on dairy is? No. Okay. I didn't know what it was either, but um, apparently they're crossbreeding a lot of these uh, mm. Holsteins. Um, and basically the idea is it starts off as a milk cow and then becomes get slaughtered. But it's not like a couple of years ago, like five years ago, there's this big thing about, oh, now we eat dairy cows and the steak's just as good. But it wasn't. Um, but it seems like they're actually trying to crossbreed them now to make it more flavorful. So that should be interesting. And maybe we'll get the uh, climate alarmists calm down a little bit. It's okay. We're using it for two things now. All right. Uh, there's one, six gallons of milk a day one can one cow can produce and it comes out fast oh yeah like that is clear container was draining into yeah when they hooked up the apparatus i don't know what they officially called it the milking claw the milking claw they hooked it up i was like okay we'll start seeing milk going no it was spraying out it was insane yeah really really fast all right do you have anything else on cows nope okay pigs uh they're pregnant for three months three weeks and three days and have litters from six to 18. Uh, that's, I mean, why they're able to become such like a environmental nightmare because they just reproduce so quickly. Um, the, uh, they, when they were talking about pigs, they also talked a little bit about horses because the whole sweating thing, I actually had to look up later, like what animals actually sweat. Cause I knew pigs, I knew pigs didn't like, Sweat, sweat really they yeah think, they, i think they technically have some sweat glands but they don't sweat like we do um horses they do sweat but then i was looking up because like they specifically i think called out that horses are like one of the only animals that sweat and so then i was looking like what animals actually sweat does a gorilla it's, not sweat gorilla sweats Dogs, I thought dogs didn't sweat. They sweat through their paws. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got into a whole thing about, okay. yeah, what animals sweat and how is kind of- where. I find that interesting. Was there anything other than us and like gorillas or great apes that sweat just- uh, The only other one that jumped out on the stuff I saw was a hippopotamus. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It is kind of weird though, expelling water through your skin. I mean, that's fairly- like you don't think about it, but when you do think about it, you're like, oh, okay, that is strange. It's, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else on pigs? Oh, no, I've got something. They go to the oh. feed house at 50 pounds. Four or five months later, they come out weighing 280 pounds. Yeah. They get big fast. That's crazy. So on on their, like, uh, they had, I don't know what you call it, like a pop-up banner um, mm-hmm. their number one fact listed on their, their banner about stuff was that pigs today have 30% less fat and 14% fewer calories yep. than they did 10 years ago. I want that fat and those calories back. I don't know because why are we pe- making food less, nu- less nutritious? There's, well, there's more fat than is needed a lot of times because people still, they have excess pork fat and they'll sell it, use it in other things. Right. There is enough fat in there to make i keep hitting my mic patrick's gonna hate me today i'm gonna hate you today listening Um, to it's a nightmare um so everybody knows that when you hear like a that is austin hitting his mic not me i'm a professional i can see your mic still shaking from the last time i don't i don't don't know i i don't know what's wrong with me we'll see but um i don't know just interesting deal i don't know is, is that is that because they go from 50 pounds to 280 pounds so fast i don't know there's something called we're going to talk about it in meat matters something called ractopamin ractopamin um that we add to their feed to make them grow quicker uh it we'll get to it so yeah. all right only other fun thing uh they're they're noisy 115 decibels is, <laughs> is how loud they scream a chainsaw is 110 decibels yeah so that's pretty crazy. And the one that one of them up there had just had babies the night before they were tiny, cute and pink. So, all right. Rabbits. The only note I have on here is don't bother. What's the point? No, um, no, 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 no. There was a very interesting fact on rabbits. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So two hours, uh, rabbit, at, 
two hours after a rabbit gives birth, they can be in heat and start reproducing again. That is insane. That is why rabbit populations can go from nothing to absolutely insane overnight. Also, she was wrong about um, pigs. Pigs are not at the top of the food chain. Bears eat pigs. (laughs) Technically. She said that they're uh, a... They sleep a lot. I don't even know if that's true. If prey animals in like always sleep less than things that, but she said they have no predators in America. I'm like bears. Obviously a bear is going to eat a pig. Maybe no natural predators. How is a bear not a natural predator? Are they naturally from the same spot? I hit my mic again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, bears used to be all across the U.S. The plains grizzly. Those things were a nightmare. They had the Californian silver, was it Californian silver? Mexican silverback, Californian grizzly. I mean, they were from East Coast to West Coast, basically. And then we just were like, no, we're tired of you jacking people as they're walking home. So we exterminated them from large portions of the country. Rightly. All right, while he's looking something up, I'm going to move on. Chicken, the coolest fact for me was the color of their earlobe is what determines the color of the eggs you'll get. So if they have mm-hmm. red earlobes, you will get uh, brown. And she didn't say what color they will have if you get white ones. I assume clear or white. Pigs are from the Near East in the Tigris Basin. Oh, so all the way back. I can guarantee you that a tiger would love to eat a pig. Yeah. So they yeah. definitely have natural predators. True. Okay. But there's no tigers here. There's more tigers here than there is in India. Just because they're domesticated? Tiger. Or like, I don't, I don't domesticated. I don't think there's legit tigers here. I think there's more tigers. I don't know if this is true anymore. It was a bit on Joe Rogan. There's more tigers in captivity in Texas than there are in India. And I'd, I'd believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so on chickens, talking about the eggs, uh, the thing I thought was coolest was brown eggs versus white yep. eggs. No nutritional difference. I wrote that down too because yeah. that is something I heard all the time growing up. It's like, oh, it's a brown egg. It's so much better for you. No, the lady was just like, egg. they're just more expensive. Yeah. No, no difference. You get to pay more. Um, and then the bigger the comb they have on the top of their head, the uh, better they are at dealing with really hot environments, but the worse they are at dealing with really cold environments. So I thought that was cool. Anything else on them? Chickens are not vegetarians. Oh, at all. They oh, eat... Yeah. yeah. They'll eat lizards, mice, frogs. They'll eat anything they can get their hand. They'd whatever. eat us if they were big enough. I, yeah, yeah, probably. I saw a very disturbing video the other day. It was like a, a seagull looking type thing eating a squirrel. I, I, it, I hope it was fake because it was disgusting. Looking. It was a seagull. Like, could it have been a shoebill? I don't know. I don't know what. Did it have like a big gullet underneath it? No. Oh, okay. No, it looked like a bird. Okay. It wasn't like, yeah, the, the ones that eat fish, like with the, like uh, Finding Nemo with the, the bird with the big. Oh, pelican. Beak thing. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. not like that. It was just like a regular looking bird with a beak, normal beak. And it was swallowing it whole? Or? Swallowing a hmm. squirrel whole. Well, it was nuts. Nature is very, very uncaring place. All right, moving on to goats. Do you, uh, they, do you think there's an animal that like eats a squirrel and then like finds out it's allergic to nuts? <laughs> like the hard way. Is there, there's gotta be, susceptible, you know, like why aren't they allergic to certain things out there? You know? It's a great question. No, cause, no, <laughs> no. Cause they'll die out quickly. No one's like. the. You wouldn't hear about it. You have people today who are allergic to nuts. I totally get it. But in olden times, that person wouldn't have survived to be able to reproduce. They would have died before then. So that's just what happens in nature and it gets bred out. So, all right, uh, goats. They, have, they use goat milk in making baby wipes. What? Weird. Yeah, as soon as we got there, they, they had these four pens with the 4-H people. Um, they were like the grand champions. And they had like a little placard and they were talking about like what these things make. And I saw baby wipes. So I asked the girls, I'm like, hey, what is that about? They, they didn't know. We had to look it up and eventually figure it out. Um, and then they also take the wool. And one of the main usage, major usage 
uses <laughs> of it is actually all copper wiring in the United States is coated with uh, like lectin that comes from their wool. That's crazy. Thinking of the uh, FFA and 4-H stuff, um, I didn't even think about writing anything down from that. But uh, when we were up there, the 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 steers that were in there, the most beautiful looking steers I've ever seen. Those things were just amazing. Yeah, it's what shampooed and blow dried. Yeah, they looked real fluffy. Yeah, pretty cute. You should go steer review. You know, review steers. Give it like a eight point one or whatever. You know. <laughs> no, that's what they were doing. Like these 4-H kids like <laughs> raise their steel and then they say which one looks the best. Oh know? man, that's cute. It has the best characteristics. Um, and then for turkey, I just say, said ugly. Those things are ugly, ugly. I didn't have any comments on the turkey. And the geese, oh my God, they make the worst noises. I hate geese. I, was I happy wanted to, to get I was happy into to a fight with a couple of those oh. geese. <laughs> First of all, like the white geese, they give you side eye and they look unimpressed because of the way their lip goes. Like, they look like they're, I don't know, on the ledge of their whatever. Something. What am I trying to say? The big <laughs> park in New York City, Central Park, no. having martinis, looking down at all the commoners. <laughs> so I, I do not like them. <laughs> all right, we got anything else? No. Uh, the most important thing that I found out from the State Fair is that Polaris makes a fully enclosed quad <laughs> with air conditioning. Austin was looking at... Um, tractors and jenny kept going salesman's getting closer the salesman's getting closer so we had to take off before the salesman came over i enjoyed yeah enjoyed looking at the tractors and for the literally two seconds i got a look at the uh side by sides but i knew my wife was not going to put up with uh much time at the polaris booth no she was she was done with that all right moving on to meat matters First story we've got is uh, meat and poultry processor grants available again. So in Arkansas right now, there's federal grant funding available for meat and poultry processors. The grants to, are to modernize existing processing facilities and equipment, add new technology, train workers, and more. The USDA has already awarded more than $200 million to independent businesses via the program. Applicants have until 11 p.m. Central on November 22nd to apply. Eligible projects could receive grants from 250 to $10 million. Once again, every time, not every time, but most of the time I try to when I say this, if you're thinking about filling out one of these, talk to somebody who's successfully gotten a grant through because what you might think is the best thing to put down probably is not the best thing to put down. So just think about that. Yeah, definitely helps on different things that we've done over the past number of years, if it relates to um, something of the sort, um, not, we don't, we haven't had anything that we can do grants on, but when we have a need of some sort of like paperwork, something like that, I don't know how to best describe it. We always go find some sort of legal advice sure. because people can really help you expedite the process. Expedite the process and tell you what not to put down. Makes no sense, but that's the way our, our government works. All right, U.S. pork regaining traction in Taiwan. Now, this is where we're going to talk about that ractopamine. Um, it's the issue that Taiwan had for years, a zero tolerance policy uh, for ractopamine in their pork, and they've changed to a minimum safe standard that our pork can easily meet. Uh, so pork exports to Taiwan are going way up again. In 2022, they were under 2,000 metric tons. In 2023, they are at 12,000 metric tons. Now, is a metric ton 2,000 pounds? I don't know. I assume it's close, but I would assume that it's not exact. Slightly off. Well, it yeah. would be 24 million pounds in just 2023 that we've sent them so far. So that's fairly crazy. Austin's looking up what a metric ton is. That's 1,000 oh. pounds. To so it's a, a thousand kilograms, oh. so it's twenty two hundred pounds. Oh, so it's more. Yeah. Mm, okay. So it's over twenty four million pounds. Interesting. All right. Now, what is ractopamine? This is from Purdue's Ag Department. Ractopamine affects swine growth by redirecting nutrients away from the production of fat tissue to the production of lean muscle. Hence, probably why they have thirty percent 
fewer or less fat on them now. Would make sense. You know what would be a good animal to eat, I bet? A hippopotamus. Because you think they're all fat, but they're not. They're a t- like, if you took a hippopotamus's skin off, the mus- it, it's muscle. You're not going to see a bunch of blubber there. Those things are jacked. Would that be good, though? Like, it'd just be really tough. Because you think about, like, eating a steak. Eating a ribeye or a strip is good, but it's better if it's a prime, and it's even better if it's Wagyu. So you want the fat in there. Yeah. I don't know why I said good. Huh. We maybe need to get hippopotamus. Is that possible? can get hippopotamus. There's probably no legal way to do that. Probably not. There are now hippopotamuses in South America, though. Hmm. Hippopotami? Hippo, probably. Hippos? Hippopotamus. No, that's just an abbreviation. Well, yeah, but I don't know how to say hippopotamuses. Right. So hippopotamus. It's probably hippopotami. <laughs> we'll go with it. Hippopotami. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's awesome. Pork production or pork exports to Taiwan have recovered really well. Um, a 160 year, 162 year old California ranch is shutting down its meat operation. This is from sfgate.com. Ultimately it was an economic decision for the company and the family. Charlie, Charlie Theriot said, now I see that. And I was thinking Charlize Theron. That's why I was having such a problem with that. Uh, the CEO of Lano Seco Meats. Essentially, the cost of feed doubled due to the war in Ukraine and the drought in California. And other costs like plastics, fuel, and labor all went up. In 2008, though the ranch had raised pigs for years, it became a confinement-free, sustainable pork operation after management heard chef friends talk about wanting high-quality pork produced in California. We really gave it all and invested tens of millions of dollars over the year. Ultimately, it didn't continue, but I feel it worked really well for over a decade. I mean, if you put tens of millions of dollars into it between 2008 and now, can we really call it a success? I don't know. It depends on how big it is. Yeah. I mean, because tens of millions of dollars could be like, massive if you're talking about like a company of our size like if we invested tens of millions of dollars in something that's insane if you're talking about tens of millions of dollars and you're talking about a company the size of walmart 10 10 10 million dollars to walmart is a drop in the bucket yeah but this company is obviously not walmart no well, i don't know how big they are though yeah but not okay uh, but i do wonder how many more of these we're going to see with the prop whatever passing so i was going to say that's i mean they don't say in there but i bet that was a big part of why they stopped is because they're like we're gonna have a massive bill to retrofit everything to comply with california's new regulations so let's just be done it kind of sounds like they'd already done it they already went to confinement free and that's a big part of that prop whatever Hmm. so maybe all right uh usda cuts annual beef pork broiler outlooks This is from Brownfield. Beef production is now pegged at 26.9 billion pounds, 40 million less than August due to slower third quarter markets or marketings. That can't be right, quarter marketings. With the average steer price holding at $178.50 per hundredweight. Okay, that watch is not coming into podcasts anymore. Beef imports and domestic consumption were higher than last month, but exports fell sharply on competition from Asian mar- or for Asian markets. Pork production is estimated at 27.1 billion pounds, down 105 million because of the slaughter pace and average weights, with an average barrel and gilt price of $59.90 or $59.90 per hundredweight, 30 cents lower, and lower exports against higher imports. Broiler chicken production is seen at 46.6 billion pounds, 282 million below a month ago due to low slaughter, placement, and weight expectations with an average price of $1.20 per pound, up a penny against steady imports and lower exports. So beef, pork, chicken production all down. I hope everyone's got freezers full of what they want. I know I do. You said that really fast. Beef, pork. Beef, beef pork, pork chicken. chicken. Beef pork chicken. Beef pork chicken. So, how's your freezer looking? Not good. No. No. I need to get a large beef order placed. I keep saying I'm going to, and I haven't, and I got to just, I got to do, do it. Yeah. yeah. What 
what kind of surprised me is how high chicken is there. Chicken is like as much as beef and pork together almost. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Oh, it was like, I think it was 15 years ago that chicken replaced, it may even been more than that, that chicken replaced beef as the most common uh, protein eaten in America. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. I get it if chicken is cheap, but it's no longer cheaper a, than pork. It's a dollar twenty a pound. Pork is sixty cents, depending on like you're taking the entire pork there, though. I mean, chicken you're really in just the legs and the the breasts, and you can get chicken thighs for less than a dollar twenty a pound or dollar forty a pound. Okay, maybe that's true then. John, you like your deep freeze a lot, right? Very much. You'd say you love it. I would say I love it. Dude, you look kind of like Mr. Freeze. You know what I mean? From uh, Batman. Oh, like, yeah. like the Arnold Schwarzenegger version? Nah, any of them, dude. Yes. Yeah, he means the Arnold Schwarzenegger version. No, no, I'm for at the, sure. No, I'm at the cartoon Thank one. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> Strange piles. Strange, we're moving on. <laughs> Strange piles of meat found around Mississauga causing fear about wildlife impact. Piles of meat have been found in the city. Uh, on March 27th, a Miss Mississauga local spotted something strange. A pile of meat as big as a bowling ball sitting right in, right in Settlers Green Park, located near You Don't Care Where. The meat was left there over the weekend and is believed to have been deliberately placed to feed wildlife. We've received reports of meat such as meat roasts, ground beef, piles of chicken, pulled pork, and dog food being dumped in the city's park and green spaces. A public education officer with Mrs. Sagwa's Animal Service Department said in a statement, "This is somebody was doing the same thing in our neighborhood. I was walking along a tree line one day and I looked down and I saw a whole raw turkey. And then later on were like crushed up pumpkins. These animals do not need your help being fed and all you're doing is drawing them in and making your area associated or make them associate that with food. You have mm -hmm. kids or pets, that is a recipe for disaster. Now, my dogs would love it if I could lure coyotes in. That is, I, I really do think that's Riggins. He thinks it's his purpose in life is to get yeah. a coyote. <laughs> Never I, going to, but. I could help out with that. What do you mean? You bring your dogs over to my house and uh, just. All Brutus will do is like watch the coyotes. He won't go chase them. Well, if Riggins wants to chase them. They're yeah, almost every night. You want to get you want to get a coyote? There's there's cats around. Oh, dude, we should um, do that thing where we like we hit them with a gun from super far away. Have you seen those YouTube videos? Mm -hmm. The guys they have the scopes. Yep. And it's like you're right there with them, and it looks like a video game. They're just pow, pow. They got the thermal. You can see them coming. They go whoop, and they just you know they don't move at all. But yeah, man, I'm about that. So my mechanic is a huge gun guy, like ridiculous. In fact, th for his company, he puts. Every order he places for parts on a Cabela's card <laughs> so that he can get the points and just go in there and buy whatever guns he wants. He has two yeah. beautiful H&K pistols that are stupid expensive. But he was talking about he just bought a thermal scope and he said it's the most difficult thing he's ever tried to sight in. Oh, I bet. Like, it is so much harder than a regular scope. So yeah, they say it's easy, but it just doesn't well, work like it. Let him know. I used to play a lot of Rainbow Six Vegas too, uh, specifically with the thermal on. Real quick. Just look at what I have written right there. Rainbow Six Vegas, too? I, just Rainbow Six. Nice. Yeah, huh, that's, nice. I mean, it's, it's when you suck at the game and you can see everybody else quickly. No, I'm just saying, it's like you and I <laughs> didn't me. talk about this, and I wrote down Rainbow <laughs> Six, and you tar started talking about it. That's how we do it. So random other thing on, on, on the coyotes and the feeding of wild animals. I, I, I'm hitting my mic again. I don't know. We're, we're going to do something different. That one was silent. Okay. Um, Kind of going back to like the, the whole chicken thing before and that chickens are not vegetarians. Coyotes are not carnivores, just carnivores. Yeah, they're omnivores. Yeah, they will eat whatever. Um, so it, it, you have any food out, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's just meat. Yeah, they were they stealing your eat. dad's lemon, or uh, not lemons, cantaloupes. melons. Yeah, yeah they, they love cantaloupes. And the strange thing is coyotes know how to tell when a cantaloupe is actually ripe and ready to eat. Do they really? Uh -huh. Well, they can probably they, smell it. They will leave the ones... Uh, that are uh, not ripe let them grow they'll be back like the day they're ripe if you don't go pick them at the exact right time the coyotes will get them <laughs> all right uh what would happen if the world cut meat and milk consumption in half 
So it says that cutting world meat and milk consumption by half would save a third on ag emissions. Now, what are they expecting those people to eat instead? Or are they just hoping that they die? I I would volunteer everyone else to proceed in that. And then when the the price of beef goes down, I will just eat more. Yeah, I'd 100% be down for that. Now, real quick, just because of the whole like, oh, well, we should only be producing half as much of food. That's why Rainbow Six is written down here. Do you ever read any Tom Clancy books? No. So Tom Clancy wrote this series about Jack Ryan. They make a thing on, they made a thing on, on Amazon Prime. At the end of one of his books, all of the government, the United States government is in the Capitol building and this Japanese airliner uh, kamikazes into it and kills like everybody. So he has to reform the government, right? So plane flying into buildings, killing lots of people. Then he wrote a book called Rainbow Six, which was all about an engineered uh, um, disease that environmentalists were going to release and kill everybody but like them and a very small number of people. Once COVID started, I was like, Tom Clancy is, he somehow could see around corners, but yeah, just a joke. Or is it? Oh, oh, disgusting. I didn't know what the next story was. It's crunchy time. What is it? Crunchy what? Durham restaurant offers scorpion and tarantula burgers. Oh, cool. Exotic Meat Month was inspired by one of Bull City's international customers who remarked it was odd to see people eating beef. The restaurant and brewery decided to spend one month each spring serving burgers made from meats around the globe. Everything from camel and gator burgers to even black and to even black ant filled patties are on this year's menu. This year, the restaurant has added scorpion burgers to the menu. The scorpion, which is baked, comes served atop a bed of lettuce and avocado. The burger is $25. The restaurant is serving its tarantula burgers on April 16th and scorpion burgers on the 20th. Why? It's quite crunchy and tastes like crab. I love crab. No. I love crab. out. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I bet you they're technically a, a crab, I think. Is an arachnid? I've seen that I'm nasty sure. brown, oh. brown goop fall out of yeah. both of them when they've been killed on TV shows. So, <laughs> so no to that for Patrick. Some, but some, I could see if they would taste the same if they have the same nasty stuff in them. So. Sometimes animals are like strangely like a part of another family that mm-hmm. like I don't expect. Found out the other day, my son was asking me what a roly poly was, and I was like, "Well, it's not an insect. Has too many legs. Okay, it's in I'm the right. same family as armadillos." Okay. Whoa. I was going to think um, there's a, basically a roly-poly looking thing that lives in the sea. So mm. it's probably the same. Could thing. be in the same family. Yeah. I mean, now that I've figured out scorpions are crabs of the desert, that really freaks me out. So, <laughs> See me, not me. Animals uh, Midwest Media Blitz lands in Akron, courtesy of PETA. As part of its new Eat Consciously campaign, PETA is erecting sky-high appeals in northeastern Ohio and other traditionally meaty Midwestern locales where vegan eating is growing in popularity. No, it's not. And vegan options are becoming more abundant, urging viewers to consider the animals who suffered and died for a fleeting cravings and go vegan. Chickens, cows, and all animals fear, feel pain and fear, value their lives, and don't deserve to have their bodies carved up for food any more than we do says PETA Executive Vice President Tracy Ryman. PETA urges everyone to see animals as the sensitive individuals and go vegan. We have a real problem with anthropomorphizing animals in this country. Uh, like a real problem. What's that mean? Uh, putting human characteristics on oh, the animals. Personifying. Yeah. yeah it, it is not a good thing. And I pretty much blame Disney for it. Oh, for mm. sure. For sure. Yeah. You can't kill Bambi. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, on one hand, I, I look at it and I don't, I don't want to go out and kill animals just to kill animals, but I go hunt because I'm going to do something with them. I would feel bad if I just went out with an Uzi and was like, I'm going to kill everything I right. see today. Yeah. That's not, I mean, that, that's not, that's not the goal. It's not the purpose. Like it, there's a purpose behind it. When I go kill an animal, there's a purpose. I'm, I'm hunting it for the sport and then I'm eating it. Right. It's both things. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Um, all right. So moving on to that towards our end of our segments, which is morphing into sports and animals. Um, not really sports, but we have one here that I want to talk about. <laughs> all right. So the first one is Alaska bear caught terrorizing moose, moose calf in intense footage. Oh, I saw that, Watch dude. that. Because it is absolutely insane. There's more to it that they don't yeah. even bring up, up in this. <laughs> so it's this night camera. They're watching it. You see a moose enter, and then you see two pairs of eyes come running at you. The brown bear gets up and smacks the moose in the face, and we don't see exactly what happens. I'm assuming the brown bear won because they cut it off. But in the background, watch what comes flying by. Looks like a panther. It is a wolf. Oh, so the bear and the wolf were hunting together is just a mi big oh. misunderstanding. <laughs> I bet the wolf is just going for scraps. Well, the, the wolf is going after the the calf. Oh, yeah. It looked very planned. Yeah, it does. yeah. I thought it was like the, the bear cub at first. And I go, oh, no, it's actually it's a whole separate species. Okay, this one's sports related, but I found it interesting enough that I feel like we have to talk about it. You know, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. Yeah. At like the third player, fourth player, whatever. This is from a, a account called David Zaslav, which is now suspended on Twitter at 6 p.m. on September 11th. Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles on a rain drenched MetLife turf in two and a half hours. And then he tore his Achilles in. Just about two and a half hours. It's Oof. creepy. Right? And then they suspended him. Maybe he got so many comments, he just took what? the... So apparently he was, like, people were blaming him, and he was responding. He was passionately defending himself. He, sent, he was just, he's saying a random injury, I think, that happens on that turf. On that turf, He yep. just happened to pick. I, I mean, of the things you're going to pick, it's one of five things, because it's lower leg, right? It's either ACL, MCL calf strain, you know, a complete blowout of something in the knee or like I said, ankle Achilles is the next thing or turf toe, right? There's less than 10 things you could say. He said one of the six that I listed and then sure. everyone's thinking it's like, oh, did he predict the future? Right. It's his fault. No, but it's still interesting. Very interesting. All right. This is from the sun. Oh, so the craziest thing I saw on that, I didn't know how like an Achilles tear like fully completely works. Um, and like, cause people were like, well, did he tear it? Did he not? What happened? <clears throat> I was watching videos and people were like, oh, he absolutely tore it. Cause you can watch his calf like bounce yeah. because it, it has nothing to hold it down yeah, anymore. It oh. was, it was crazy watching like the slow motion videos of his calf, like flexing and then pop. I was listening nuts. to somebody who tore their bicep oh. off the bone. They said it rolled up oh. it was like in their shoulder. Disgusting. All right. That would be so bad. Meat grinder. I felt like a train hit me as I was dragged down by a great white shark. Only my wetsuit stopped my organs spilling out. This is from like the most famous shark, one of the most famous shark attacks of all time. This guy, Rodney Fox, who went on to become a huge um, deal in the, the shark world. Uh, he was famous for doing cage dive expeditions and bringing people out. But look at those pictures. Uh, yeah, look at how it's insane it is from the middle of his shoulder down to probably halfway down his ribs. So like a foot and a half, two foot long or wide bite. That's just insane looking. So it attacks him. He pokes its eye, it lets him go. And he's trying to swim up and he's going through. He looks down, he sees a cloud of his own blood. And the shark comes up at him through his own blood with its mouth open and he was able to get his buoy in between it and him and it grabbed his buoy and then dragged him down oh, back down because he was attached till his line snapped okay. and he was able to go to the surface wow. 462 stitches 462 <laughs> that's insane Jeez. all right now just because we were talking about this uh last week i think um there's two videos there they're the same video but whatever we're talking about underwater drones and what actually happens I will not go to the time. It didn't oh, go to the timestamp. I didn't know there was a timestamp. Yeah, stamp, I put a so timestamp. I, I was it. just searching. Oh, video. okay. So watch this. Oh, I can't open it. So I you have it. to watch in that tiny little thing. So they have these underwater uh, drones. They look like missiles with propellers. And this one great thing. white shark just keeps rocking them. And in 
The second one, if you click on the second one, there is one of the most horrifying videos ever because the camera is right behind its face and you can see its teeth perfectly over this cylindrical thing. It'll be hitting here in just a second. Oh, that's the first one still. Yeah, it's just scan ahead a little bit. It's not long. It feels like on ESPN before they got used to the smart boards. <laughs> Where is it? How do we Hold make it work? All right, look at this. Watch this. Take my word for it, folks. Why are you not? Oh, no, it's coming. It's coming. Hold on. Watch. Goodness. That. Oh. That's insane. I mean, those are teeth the size of not quite my hands, but like two of my fingers together, serrated and sharp as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Stay out of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> There's no surfing is not worth it. Surfing is fun. Like when I surf behind that boat with no rope and like you're just on the wake, it's awesome. But if there were sharks in there, I would not be doing that. <laughs> Bad idea. Right, got anything else? Nothing else. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking out the MeatGistics podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com. Waltons. Everything but the meat.